You're listening to the Talkin' True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paramos. Your podcast for all the up-to-date coverage on the NBA playoffs. Follow us on our social media at Talkin' True Hoops to keep up with all the postseason news. Now, here's Rob and Nick. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of the Talkin' True Hoops podcast. Talking Troops, episode number 29. Back in the studio with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Nick, how are we doing today? I'm very good. Ready to talk some basketball. Ready to talk some more basketball. We're going to continue with the NBA playoffs. They have been extremely entertaining so far. We've already got a lot of uh, ended series in the first round, but we got a couple that got extended. Some that are surprisingly uh, been extended. Yep. Uh, yeah, some some. some some uh, surprising series so far, but we'll start off with the Pelicans coming out and sweeping the Portland Trailblazers. Boy, that escalated quickly. Four zip, Anthony Davis, unbelievable. Rajon Rondo, playoff Rondo, crazy good. Yep. Drew Holiday, can we call him playoff Drew? I mean, yeah, why not? He He's deserves that title. He's a yeah. Baller. He has been playing extremely well in the postseason, and they were the first team to extend to the second round. The which, only sweep. The only sweep, and the first team to get to the second round, which is if, if you went back to the beginning of the playoffs and said that the Pelicans would be the first to advance, it'd be pretty surprising. So, And they will end up playing the Warriors, who win 4-1 against the San Antonio Spurs in the second round. No surprise there. No surprise there. San Antonio was able to get a game, which is good for them. They didn't. They, they were kind. Quit. They, yeah, they didn't quit. They didn't have obviously. Greg Popovich uh, was on leave to uh, deal with the mourning of his of uh, his uh, passing wife, Aaron. So uh, they weren't completely together. Manu Ginobili had a had a couple moments there in the postseason for possible his uh, farewell with the San Antonio Spurs. So they'll be matching up with the Pelicans. What do you kind of think? Do you think that the Pelicans can maybe win two two games, well, one game? You think it's going well, to be a blowout? Well, the biggest question mark here is is Steph Curry playing, right? Absolutely. Because and and what Steve Kerr's yeah, Pelicans are good. They are good, and Steve Kerr's been saying possibly that Steph may be out longer. So that's that's an extremely good point to bring up. Yeah, Alvin Gentry, uh, he used to play. For, he used to coach the Golden State the Golden State Warriors. He was an assistant under Steve Kerr. So there's some type of I guess. Um, knowledge that he might know but uh yeah the pelicans are looking good they're steamrolled the blazers the blazers need help um maybe a coach firing or adding somebody by you know getting rid of evan turner and some of the other bad yeah, contracts for, that for they've sure. given out i think terry stotts is probably gone yeah uh, he should be gone but um yeah the warriors pelicans are going to be a very interesting series rondo playoff he, rondo he comes through we'll see who are they going to put on him? Are they going to put the rookie on him, Quentin Cook? And that, yeah, exactly. Or are they going to put him on Drew Holiday? That's a huge point to be made because if you got Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo playing really well, yeah. with no, even though Steph isn't really, oh, well, Clay, Clay could guard, Clay, yeah, Clay can guard one of them. But the big, the big point is that if you got no Steph Curry in there as your point guard and you're what is pretty much the leader of the Golden State Warriors, if you don't have him in there and then you got Rondo and and Drew Holiday in a backcourt, you're at a, you're at a mismatch, well, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Draymond probably will match up against Davis. I would assume so. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I don't unless, th- I unless they unless they want to put Javale McGee on him, they shouldn't because Davis will he baby will, yeah, baby he, Javale. He will definitely baby him. Yeah, I mean, Lamarcus he did a pretty good job down there, but um, yeah, Anthony Davis would baby him. Who else? Miritich, Miritich. You know, he, yeah. if he could get his twelve a game, twelve to fifteen a game, that'd be huge he, for him. He, yeah, he stepped up really well in the first part of the series. But I think, yeah, that's a huge. The point I made earlier about Rondo, a lot of ifs. Yeah, huge, to, a large amount of ifs with this with this series for the Pelicans because obviously Golden State defending champs, even without Steph Curry, they are just hugely talented. But yeah, that's a huge point to be made. If you know, if you got playoff Rondo, even though. He's been had his up and ups and downs with Boston at the tail end and with yep. Dallas, a little shaky with Chicago. But obviously, you see his playoff success. If you got him in the postseason with the with the amount of experience that he's had and the amount of success he's had, you can't discount a possible mismatch without having Steph Curry on the other end. That's a big point to be made. That you know the Pelicans have that advantage right there. But if Steph comes back, maybe he'll miss like the first two games and then he can come back. But they don't want to rush him too soon. Well, they might need to if they, they go yeah, down. If they go down, I think it's going to be Steph is going to have to heal up that. I think I'll, it's his hamstring, but he's going to have to I'll go out on the line and say that it will not be a sweep for the Warriors. Yeah, I don't think so either. I th- I, I Like think. I initially said, I think the Pelicans could definitely get two games, yeah. especially if Steph is out for a certain amount of time. You never know. During I mean, the series. they handled Portland. Let's see what they could do against the Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to some other series. The Sixers win 4-1 against the Miami Heat. Well. Joel played unbelievable. Ben Simmons is just a freak. He's good. He's really good. Can't de- definitively say with how well Utah's been playing and and Donovan Mitchell that he's the rookie of the year, but he's making himself a, a really really good case for himself to be the not the runaway candidate, but the guy to take take the trophy home. And they will match up if it obviously depends on the Boston and Milwaukee which was forced to a game 7 last yesterday's night, yeah. game last night Giannis 31 the right? game yeah 31 the game before he was kind of tentative and didn't really take control of the game and then last night obviously 31 points just manhandled the Boston Celtics and they they will probably it's either going to be the Celtics or Milwaukee who matches up with the Sixers who who you think is going to come out of that series so that that series that has been just whoever has the home home court advantage. Mm-hmm. So it the only I could see if the Bucks. I, I'm been, gonna be rooting for the Bucks. Yeah. I actually like the Bucks. They've all been close were, games though. Even though yeah. it's been home court advantage, they've all been close games. Yeah, I think I said Milwaukee's gonna upset here, so I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with it. And I think the Bucks will pull away. Um, I think maybe if the Boston Celtics miss their shots, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's kind of simple. But if they just don't get their easy ones, then. Milwaukee, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think Milwaukee's very talented. Yeah, they're obviously very talented. I think that the huge key, which has been the bread and butter for the Boston Celtics, has been Rozier, Tatum, and Brown. Yeah. If those guys give you any kind of what they've been doing in the series, Rozier has just showed out to be such a good – I think he's gone because even though he's a restricted free agent, someone's going to throw a ton amount of money oh, yeah, at for him. Sure. And Tatum and Brown, obviously, for the future of the Celtics – but you got to think to yourself, man, if they had Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward right now and then they match up with the Sixers in the second part, uh, second round of the series, that would be – I think with how – obviously we'll move on to Cleveland, but I think that out of those two, if they if they were all healthy, th- these two teams – the Sixers and the Celtics are going to like own the East for the next 
I'd say yes. five years at least. Yeah, that I mean, unless there's some type of splash, you know, six might even add LeBron. But yeah, yeah we're not still a prediction. We don't need to talk about that yet because he's still on the Cavs. But that would be very entertaining. Those two teams, again, the Bucks, Middleton needs to show up, Bledsoe needs to show up, and then their role players like Deladova and Brogdon need to, you know, keep doing what they're doing. And then the Bucks are possibly upset. Giannis needs to get his too. Yeah, Giannis cannot. Right? Giannis has got to do what he did in Game Six and just take over, score. Because in the first or in in Game Five, I think he only took. 12 shots yeah it was only 12 field goal attempts and he got i think he had around like still like 17 points because he got to the line i don't know the exact amount but he got to the line a lot that's where he got that's where he got his points but he's got to do what he did in game six and come out aggressive and take control of that milwaukee team and just take it to the boston celtics because that's the only way that they really can because they can't rely on eric bledsoe and brogdon and Delavadova, even though those are, you know, solid role players. You need your stars to come out and, and show up. So that'll yep. be – I think that if my prediction for that, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with the home court, and I think the Celtics will probably pull it off. And I think Rozier and Tatum and Brown will show up, even though I think that Giannis will have a good game, but I just think the home court advantage, that's just the way it's been going for the series – could be wrong, but I'm just going to go with my gut and say the Celtics are going to pull it off. It's gut check time. Yeah, I just hope it's a close game. It comes down to like a buzzer beater. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like like right? uh, like the game one. That was pretty. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, so this has got to be the most surprising part of the series. And of course, LeBron just doing what LeBron does. This is, I, I was watching the Pacers game, uh, game five. Pacers, Pacers, Cavs, Game Five, and when they tied it up with 95, and then Oladipo got goaltended. He it was goaltending, but obviously it didn't matter in the end. But then I knew when LeBron got the ball back, I go with three seconds. He's not gonna make it. He's gonna make it. I'm just thinking to myself, this is what he does. He's gonna make the shot, like, and especially in a first round series, this is he's just gonna he's gonna pull it off. And of course, he cashed the three. And then they were, James, dude. And then they were, of course, they had to go back and compare it to the Cleveland shot of of Michael killing the hearts of the, I think I think it was the, no, it was like the late, I think it was '89 that he made that shot against the Cavs, the yep. the '80s Cavs. So I don't know why we're comparing that, but but that's exactly what I'm saying because they want to make the comparison because Cleveland, even though I don't know, they just always have to make the comparison of LeBron to Michael, even though. A terrible comparison because Michael is six and zero in the NBA Finals. LeBron is under five hundred. I don't know; it's just too much. But of course, LeBron just takes control of the series. Is what happened, and I completely forgot. Like this is what he does. I for a second I was like thinking to myself, "Oh my God!" Like the Pacers may actually knock him out in the first round. But then I thought to myself, "Remember when the Bulls were up? Yeah, two uh, one, two one on them." Uh, two years ago, when Derrick Rose hit that game winner off the off the oh, glass, yeah, and he had the you remember that face, yeah. And, I, and then I was that that time too. You're like thinking, like, wow, the, maybe the Bulls will defeat LeBron, but no, it, it just doesn't end up happening because LeBron is just that great. Especially, he just bullies the Eastern Conference whenever he wants to. He just takes control over. Well, he's gonna. Take if it was the Western Conference, it would maybe be a different story. But with with the with the inconsistent play, like Oladipo showed up for a few, showed up for like the first three games and then now he's kind of been pedestrian when it comes to getting his own Sabonis has been playing well but you can't rely on DeMontis Sabonis to to lead you up against LeBron so 
It's tied at three, two, uh, three, two, or Cavs. Tied. Yeah, Cavs lead three two. They play tonight. I think the um, and Cavs it's in, are gonna end it. It's in Indiana. Doesn't I, matter. I know. I think the Cavs are gonna win the series, but I wouldn't be surprised if Indiana gets a little Lance Stevenson magic tonight. And no, I think that LeBron ends it. The thing to keep, you know, LeBron's LeBron. He's the best player. Knocking down that shot, good for him. Good for the Cleveland fans. You know, he stood up on the scorer's table. So unnecessary. No, no, you do that. Nah, you do that. So if you hit a three if like you that, win the you do Remember it. when John Wall did that against the uh, against the Celtics and they lost the series? I mean, yeah, LeBron's not going to lose the like, series. Still, you no, do that. No, that was game six. That was game six, and then they lost game seven. Yeah, they lost game seven. Yeah, so I'm just saying. It's, you do that, though. If you If you win the series, you can stand up on the, on the scorer's table. Regardless, right? your emotion's going. You're going to stand up on the table. Let's say Przingis knocks down that shot in game, game five. And you go up three two, and he stands on the table. Or you're gonna you're gonna say, "Oh, y'all don't stand up on the table." Nah, I'd be pretty okay. High. Exactly, I'd be pretty high, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, Cleveland's good. The thing to keep an eye on is when it comes down down to it. You know who's on the court for Cleveland? LeBron it, James. No, no, no. At the end of the games in the fourth quarter, none of their new additions. It's oh, J.R. Yes. Smith, Kyle Korver, Kevin Love, Jeff Green, and LeBron James. Well. That LeBron, just shows, LeBron, like, they stink! That shows how important those moves were at the offseason and how much they put in. But, I mean, it, it's inexperienced. Larry, Nan- Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, Rodney. Rodney Hood has had, like, I'm just watching him. I'm like, when he, like, first came into that game against the Celtics, they're like, oh, wow, this guy's crazy. Like, he's been kind of, you know, his, his – his talents have not really shown out well in Utah, and now, like now that he's in Cleveland, it's like, wow, what a great player! It's like, nope, nope, he's a bona fide n- nah, he's a, bench he, player. Yeah, he's a bona fide bench player, and yeah, that's a a really, you know, point that needs to be made that they're not even using the the big trade acquisitions that they got in the in the in crunch time. So, I think that the Pacers. I'm gonna say it extends to seven games, and then really? LeBron just takes over. I think it's over tonight. I, I, I got, a, I got a feeling Lance Stevenson's gonna show up tonight, man. All right. I think he is. I think he's gonna show up. Well, and yeah, I, I, I just got a feeling about it. And uh, if they, whoever comes out of that series, will be playing either Toronto or Washington. Now we said the last podcast we thought Toronto <laughs> wouldn't sweep them, but I thought that they would end the series in five games. But apparently, Toronto is back to its old ways of just can't win on the road. Can't I guess. win on the it's road. A home and home. And I th- Washington can't win on the road. They do this every year. Oh yeah, Washington. They they Toronto leads the Wizards three two, and they play tonight in it's in Washington. I think that this game will go seven seven games. <laughs> Toronto. I, hope it Toronto does. I think it I will think too. That's, that's honestly Toronto's problem. Like they're a good team, but they just they can't capitalize they, yeah they can't capitalize and then they just allow the series to go too long and i think they like just get tired out and then when they get to like when they i would have thought if they match up with cleveland in the second round I, at this point now i don't think they're going to be able to take down cleveland i hope Washington if they if they, if they made quick work of the wizards in five games and then they were resting a little bit and let this Cavs series go longer i yeah. think that they could have I think that they could have made a run at LeBron, but now I just think LeBron's going to win that series, and then he's going to walk over Toronto, and then it's going to be the big Eastern Conference matchup with whoever Philly plays well, in the I think second that, round. But I think Philly and Cleveland will be the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that if Washington wins this series, they'll give a. Um, it'll be more difficult for LeBron to win 
the next series against Washington than against um, Toronto. You, you, I think that Wall and he's too quick, and I don't think they have someone to guard a player like that. Yeah, they'd probably um, and Beal. I don't think they. I don't think yeah. they could handle that. And I, I would honestly rely on either of those two more than Kyle Lowry. DeMar DeRozan's been playing. Yeah, extremely. he's a baller. DeMar though, but DeRozan, Kyle Lowry just disappears in games. Yeah, and especially like we saw, I think the Eastern Conference Finals against Cleveland. They, they, I think it went, it went six games, but because they had obviously we the North when they play at home, they play really well. And Kyle Lowry, yeah. do you remember that when he, when he had like two bad games and then he had to. He I was in the him. gym after, and he was shooting free throws because he just did not show, and he was practicing at like at midnight. Yeah, because he had to. He yeah, exactly. So I, I do I do agree with that. I think that John Wall and Bradley Beal would give Cleveland a little bit more trouble because I don't trust as much Kyle Lowry. I trust Demar Derozan, but that matchup. I, agree. I think that LeBron would match up with him and then you'd have Kyle Lowry matching up with someone else, but I I wouldn't put too much stock into into Kyle Lowry showing up well in the playoffs. But this series is probably I think it's going to go 7 cuz the Wizards play well at home, but then I think Toronto will will pull it off in game 7, but I was wrong about them taking care of business. Who? So Toronto cuz yeah. I thought they would make quick work of this series we'll see and what win happens. in 5, but we'll have to see what happens. I think that they'll pull it off. But not too certain. So, Rockets. The Rockets that you hate. Yeah. I, took care of business. Yeah, they took care of business. 1-4-1. I thought they could have lost in the first round. But I did say that the Timberwolves were just a terrible, terrible matchup. Because they're – I said they they don't make use of their players. Like, or they use their players terribly. They didn't put as much – they, they didn't make Carl Anthony Towns the focal point of the offense. Jimmy Butler was pretty on and off. Andrew Wiggins was shooting it's way all, too much. Well, it's all Tom Thibodeau's teams. He, they get tired because they f- they play 40 minutes in the regular season. Yeah, he does push. I think that now – I, like, I used to think that was kind rotation. of – I used to think that was BS, but now I think that he's kind of – if you look at how their players wear down, yeah. like Taj Gibson, Taj Gibson, well, he's an older player in general, but he's he was going – he was playing well in the beginning of the series, but – and then Look, he, well, he had some injury problems in the middle of the series, and then he couldn't play as many minutes. Well, forget about what's on the team now. Look at the players they used to have. Derrick Rose sucks. Oh, he has His career now. is done, even though he had a lot of injuries. Joe Kimono is done. Oh, yeah, Joe. Did you see the video of him? Yeah. It, he's been uh, smoking a little bit too much herb, it looks like. God bless. God bless the herb and the trees. Stay off the weed! For Joe Keem. I don't is know. Is he even playing? Yeah, he's is on he the team. NBA still? Yeah, he's on the team. He just he took a leave because him and Jeff Hornacek threw hands. So Well, Jeff Hornacek's no longer there, so. Yeah, he'll probably be back, but I don't know if whatever coach the Knicks get is gonna mm-hmm. want him back. But yeah. But Derrick Rose played well in one of the games and then everyone's like, Oh, vintage D Rose is back. <laughs> he's back and it's like, No, Derrick Rose still sucks. He'll give you yep. certain minutes where he's like, Wow, like He'll show you. I, I watched him last year as a Knicks fan for the Knicks. I was like, wow, like this guy is like, he may be pretty good. And then he falls off and then he just sucks again. Like, that's what Derrick Rose is. But, I mean, the Rockets made quick work of the, the Timberwolves. Easy. They, they got to get it together next year. Like, Timberwolves, I don't know. Clint they got to they gotta get some new coaches in there. Or not, I don't know, some coaches to help out Tom Thibodeau because I don't think there's any long term success with him as the head coach, to be they honest play, with you. They uh, play. You know, they play from the tip to the end. 
the Rockets. This kind of game brings the energy from, from the, the, the tip until the end. Um, this is Pause. really what I, I, I... So that's basically it. Clint Compella, he Pause. puts in work. <laughs> James Harden, Chris Paul. <laughs> uh. You know, they're, they're a fun team to watch, and I hope they go far. Yeah. But the, now let's go to the most, I think, the most entertaining series is um, Utah-Oklahoma City. Utah leads 3-2. And they got they play tonight. The Thunder go into 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 Utah and see if they can win. What do you think? Um, I was I'm honest. I was I'm very disappointed with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But and then I turned the game off on um, when was it Tuesday when or no Wednesday when they were down by I think at one point it was like seventy one like forty five like it was a huge lead for yeah. Utah. And then Russell Westbrook took over answered a lot of the haters because now like i said before i don't know if i said it last podcast or the podcast before people all of a sudden are now realizing that he's just a, a, a stats he pads his stats and he goes out and gets his and isn't necessarily for the team as people initially thought when he was getting all these triple doubles Maybe. but but now they like to use the, those criticisms of him and but he went out and he stepped up yeah, single-handedly 45. won the game. Paul George had, I think, 31 too. He so did. Paul George stepped up well too. But Jazz lead lead. I will say Melo has been just. I hope that he steps up in in the game that they play tonight because I don't know what's wrong with him. I I just think that they're not playing him as many minutes because they just want to let Paul George and Russell Westbrook take over. But who knows? He could have a big game. But Melo hasn't stepped up the way I I hoped he would. But Jazz lead the series three two. They play in Utah. I think the Jazz, I think the Jazz are going to end it tonight. I don't think so. I think that 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 blown twenty point lead may have been a momentum. You know, I I do I do Thunder. see I see why you yeah I can and see teams, why teams like teams like the Jazz young like that they collapse and when the when the momentum shifts and I could see. I could see a game seven here. It'll be fun to watch. Hopefully, Donovan. You know, I like both teams. I think they're relying so a really bit. Care. Too, I think they're relying a bit too much on how much Donovan Mitchell is going to. Because if, if without Donovan Mitchell scoring like thirty points, twenty five points for them, they'd be screwed. Well, they, the team is. I think the team is like they need them to score. Yeah. I don't think they have that like other guys that could go. No. Go Joe get. Ingles had like one twenty points. Joe Ingles just like he Jingling shoots the Joe threes. Ingles. Yeah. Derek Favors can't get his. Rudy Gobert needs help. Like, yeah, they Rudy, don't have. They don't it? have. They don't have anybody that. Jay can, Crowder can't just go get his. He had like twenty seven, which was unbelievable. Jay Crowder sucks on offense, but yeah. apparently he decides. Well, he's to a good shooter. Up. If if he, he used to be a good. They shooter have. They have no one that has the ability to yeah. create offense for themselves Besides, other than Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Ricky Rubio, when you know, create offense. Oh, I forgot about that guy. He had a monster game too that one time. Yeah, but Ricky Rubio is not going to go out there and score no. buckets for you. He's gonna he's gonna give you assists. He's gonna give you a nice ten or fifteen assists. I like Ricky. I, I I've grown more fond of Ricky Rubio in this series. I will say, just watching him play and how he he respond after Russell Russell Westbrook said he was going to shut that his you know what down. Well, he did, he, and he ended up not doing that in the next game because Ricky Rubio had he didn't have a triple double, but he had a pretty good stat line. So. I think the Utah's gonna. I think Utah's gonna win tonight. You think OKC is gonna extend the series? I hope OKC extends the series because I'd love to see a game seven. But I don't think the way that they've been playing inconsistently, and they need more from Melo. Melo's got to step up in this series because they've. He's just I don't know. They may just not be running any offense through him, or 
I don't know what, but they need more from Carmelo. So I those agree. are I th- agree. those are the series, the playoff series. Hopefully, we get to see a couple game seven. Maybe maybe Cavs, Pacers, Jazz, OKC, Toronto, Might Washington, four. all go to. Oh, and obviously Boston and Bucks play mm-hmm. on Saturday games. Maybe we'll get to see four game sevens. That'd be interesting. That'd be really fun for the first, especially the first round of the playoffs. That'd be sweet. Moving on, free throw segment. Talking about Philly, Meek Mill is finally free. What up, Meek? What up, Meek? It's Willie out here, Meek. From jail and uh, attends the playoff game for the 76ers and rings the heat. Uh, rings the rings the liber- the not the Liberty not the actual Liberty Bell but no. the, the little you know fake Liberty Bell that they ha- have before each game. Mm-hmm. So maybe the, Philly's all juiced up at this point. Now they got Meek Mill is free oh, finally. Yeah. He got a little chubby, but Meek got fat. As <laughs> we got fat. I, that was interesting. Well, they were taking care of him in jail. Yeah, no, he's he a celeb, he, so he was getting taken yeah, care he get, of. Yeah, he gets good. He gets good treatment there. And if Philly, Robert Kraft comes and visits you, you're getting good treatment. That is jail. very true. So, Meek Mill is just giving Philadelphia some juice right now. I think I, I truly believe at this point. Although Stephen A. Smith came out and said that the uh, Sixers are going to go to the finals, that's not good. That's not good for the Sixers because any prediction that Stephen A. Smith makes about no, the NBA his, uh, Finals is not good. Well, well, he he. You look at his track it history; it's terrible. Every team he picks to win, that's loses. true. But I, I don't, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't trust. I would. I, I don't like. Him. I, if I was a Sixers fan, I would not be happy that those words are coming out of Stephen A. Smith. They don't mouth. care. Sixers, it's Philly so high right now, like they they're, they're flying, they're, and they don't give. They don't really care what what people have to say. Yeah, that's true. Staying in uh, kind of hip hop, uh, Suge Knight says that the the Houston Rockets will win the finals. This happened during, I believe, one of his hearings. I'm gonna see exactly. It happened during one of his he- hearings. Uh, the judge asked who he thought. Why would the judge ask? I him? have no idea. This is on just Bleacher Report. He, he goes. <laughs> the judge just asks him, "Who do you think is gonna win the NBA Finals?" And Suge Knight responds, "Houston." So. I don't know why the judge is concerned with The judge said good pick. I don't know why the judge is concerned with Suge Knight and his NBA Finals prediction, but apparently he is. So that was uh that was an interesting story. Yeah. To come I don't out know. Of. I don't, all right. All right. Yeah, exactly exact reaction from me. All right. Um Dante DiVincenzo, the NCAA uh championship uh finals pretty much MV yeah, he was the MVP, right? Yeah. They give the out like an four, MVP yeah. Yeah, yeah. MVP award. Declares for the NBA draft. I looked at like some mock drafts already and they have him late first round. I Is think he fully declared or Yeah, no, he declared for the draft. Yeah, so he he declared for the draft and I don't know. Right. Do, do you think he could uh second round? I think yeah, first. I think he's I mm, no. late first, late, late first, late, late first. first, excuse me, late first or early or second. I mean, or, I don't know. Early second, I see where he's going to – that's where he's going to I don't know why he's leaving. Fall. Yeah, I don't know either. We talked about it before. I don't think – I mean, he's he's going where his his selling point is really high because of how True. he's coming off the national championship. But Maybe he's trying to not be like Grayson Allen – because he overstayed his welcome. That's true. And his stock fell. Maybe he's trying like to Luke, like Luke Kennard when he got, he got drafted in the lottery just because you th- like any other if Luke Kennard stayed, he probably I mean he may have performed well for Duke, but he's he had a really good season with them or was he a senior? Um, I thought he was a junior. I'm not sure. Luke Kennard, I believe though, he was a he junior, had- but if he was 
if he was a senior, then obviously he had to leave. But if he was a ju- if he was a junior, it makes sense because he had such a good season last year that he, he wanted to go when his when his uh, stock was high. when his stock was high. So Divincenzo looks like he's doing the no, same. No, Luke exact was thing. a Luke was a sophomore. Yeah, so even more. So he was going where mm-hmm. he saw scouts were really interested in him at that point, and he got drafted in the in the top ten by uh, by Detroit. I think he was at number nine. So it makes a lot of sense for him. DiVincenzo, I don't know. He didn't. He had obviously a great Final Four, but he was number twelve. Luke he Kennard. was solid through the first. He was number twelve. Yeah, but still, that's number. pretty high. Yeah, that's really high for Kennard, especially how kind of disappointing he's been so. Far. Well, he's a rookie still, so there's learning points. Yeah, um, Budenholzer parts ways with the Atlanta Hawks. He interviews for the New York Knicks job. Knicks have like ten head coaching candidates, which is weren't the um, Suns really interested in him? Yeah, the Suns were interested in him. They uh they, like that. they interviewed with him. I think that was a He's a good coach. Yeah, he is a good coach. So Budenholzer, he'll definitely get a job somewhere. Yep. So good to because the Hawks are just in a rebuilding process and he just doesn't want to be a part of that, which makes sense. This is a funny story. K D likes a Instagram comment for a post. I don't know exactly what the account was, but I'll pull it up. It was it was just like a argument of these fans and some some like Instagram post where they talked about like the difference of KD and I think it was it was like KD versus like Westbrook or one of those posts on Instagram and this guy in the comments says um, I'm not complaining I never had any issues with KD leaving OKC like most people do it's his career his life he has the right to go wherever he chooses KD lost interest in playing with OKC because he finally realized that there that they weren't going to win with a subpar squad that they had so he chose to sign with a team that he knew he could win a ring with. Nothing wrong with that, but clearly loyalty didn't matter as much to him as winning did, which is my point. And then this guy like responds, this is the, the one that he likes, subpar, LMFAO. The problem was Westbrook. They had a good-ass team, and KD liked that. Of course he did. I mean, KD, what are you doing? you got to get back on the burner accounts. Yeah, I was about to say. He's, he needs – You can't use I don't your, know why he's always on that. Like He needs to go zero, zero dark 35 Yeah, activated. Oh, if anyone needs to go he zero to. dark, yeah. KD <laughs> is the one that needs to take control of his social media because you can't come out and <laughs> keep doing this. Because now Westbrook, Westbrook's the kind of guy, like, you thought that their relationship kind of got okay again. And now it's like, oh, KD, what are you doing? I wish I see him, and I wish that matchup happened in the playoffs. I really want to see Oklahoma City go uh, state. It still could happen, but eh, we'll... I don't think they get past Houston. I don't think OKC. Gets, yeah, they well, might not even win tonight. Yeah, they may not even <laughs> win tonight. So we'll have to see. This is another funny one. Jimmy Butler pays up for his twenty dollars fantasy ba- uh, basketball league. So when Jimmy Butler gave out his phone number in that Sports Center. Sports Center uh, press conference. My phone's in my back pocket right now. If whoever has anything to say to me, feel free. 773-899-6071. So he, this this random kid just added him into the fantasy basketball league, and then he after the, after the season was over, he hit up Jimmy Butler back on his number and it's like, "Yo, Jimmy, get us back for our twenty dollar uh, due." Was Jimmy playing? Not Jimmy did not play, okay. but he was still in auto there. As Jimmy Butler auto draft, and Jimmy had his agent hit him up for the twenty bucks. Did they put Jimmy Butler on Jimmy Butler's team? Like that. The story to be was done. not specific about that. That needed to be done. That, that, like, I mean, they should have done that. But J- shout out to Jimmy Butler for being for being a real dude. And, I mean, and twenty dollars for that guy. 
Yeah, it's nothing. But still, you don't still, have to yeah. go out of your way for like a guy that's on Twitter that's just hitting you up like that. And for the amount of calls that he probably got when he gave out his phone number, it was ridiculous. So yeah. I think that I think that was a really cool thing. And he's got a little free time on his hands now, now that he he's does, now yeah. that he's bounced out of the playoffs. Andrew Bogut officially retires from the NBA. He's going to play in in Sydney. I'm not gonna lie, I thought he or the NBL. He should have retired like four years ago. <laughs> First, After he was that a first... first overall pick. I mean, he's an NBA champion. He made like the all defensive team one year, but I'm well, gonna... good on him. Good on him. Go to Sydney, get that. Instrument. I want to see get that up. national. I want to see basketball An- league going up. Andrew Bogut draft. Class. I'm just gonna look up his draft class. It was Bogut one. Let's see. Marvin Williams, I think, was in there. Darren Williams, Chris Paul. Um, yeah. Wait. Hold on. 2005 draft. Yeah, Chris Paul. Darren Andrew Williams. Bogut, Marvin Williams, Darren Williams, Chris Paul. Shout yeah. out Raymond Felton. Did I just name that? Yeah, you did. I'm just going through <laughs> all. Top I'll, I'll go head. through the top ten. Uh, Martel, we- yeah, because you remember Darren Williams, right? No, I don't know. I just had a feeling it was that year. Martel the year Webster, after, forget about Charlie that. Charlie Villanueva, Channing Fry to the Knicks. Jeez. Oh, my God. What year was that, 2005? Ike Diaw. Yeah, 2005. You know who was 2006? Andrew Bynum, who? Number one over Bargnani. I'm pretty sure. Andrea Bargnani. Just and then kind of after that, it's nothing really special. Let's see. Danny Granger. Danny Granger. Danny Granger had a solid career. That man just got hurt. Oh, yeah. no. 2007 was Greg Oden. Jared That's Jack. Nate Robinson, 21. Yeah, but yeah, David Lee, Bargnani, number 30 yeah. to the Knicks. That was a solid pick. Steel. That was one good, Steel, that was a dude. good pick for the Knicks. Wow. Like, go back and I find some. But Bo. Oh, man, Bogut going number one over in that draft. I'm not the biggest Chris Paul fan, but, geez, Chris Paul went fourth. Darren Williams went third. Marvin Williams was second. Oh hey, he's God. still producing in the NBA. Yeah, but, Darren uh, Williams not even in it. That's true. That's very true. But he out shout, shout out to Bogut for officially re- announcing his retirement. It's about NBA, time. NBA champion. Yeah, about time. Too many injuries on that guy. That's the real reason. Lastly, talking about your squad, Pablo yeah. Prigioni and Tiago Splitter sign on with the Nets. Uh, Prigioni is a assistant coach, and Tiago Splitter is a scout for the team. So, what are you feeling about these moves? When I saw we, signed, I like him. Well, well uh, yeah, I like him too. But when I saw we signed Pablo Prigioni, I'm like, you thought I was playing? He no. Well, I was like, this guy had no. I thought he was on the team, uh, coaching staff. I read it, but I was like, Pablo Prigioni has literally no ties to the Brooklyn Nets. He didn't play on. He's us. a basketball the, mind. Yeah, he is. He is, and I like that. Smart ball player. I, I, I like to pick up Tiago Splitter. It makes a lot of sense. You know, San Antonio guy. We got Sean Marks as our GM. That makes sense. And but I think. Do you think they'll use him as like, a, like a for foreign players and yes, stuff? Yes, for Brazil and and uh, Argentina. Yeah, that's a really good I, stuff. I'll tell you what, man. The Nets. Don't be surprised. The Nets in the co- next couple of years, they're making moves. Well, we man. have. Like we Sean actually Marks. have our first round pick next year. Yeah, they so gave that would it to be Cleveland the first time year. since we drafted Mason Plumley. I think. When did you guys get Mason Plumley? What what uh what round? It was the year we or got. What uh what number? Twenty something. I mean, we've had twenties picks because we've been trading and we've been trading in. Yeah, we have, we have this year. We have the Toronto Raptors pick, which is useless. <laughs> Unless is that in the second round? First round. What what pick? Probably twenty something. Hey man, you don't know. You got Spencer Didwitty pretty. Or he no. was undrafted. Oh, he was undrafted. Yeah, but you the key, guys... key about him is he's only on the books for. Wasn't like Car- Carousel Vert was a late pick too? Yeah, we traded for that. We got a pick. Yeah. Car- so- well, we've been hit Rondé Hollis Jefferson. We traded and we got him. Yeah, Sean. Hey, man, Sean Marks making some moves Say for the Nets, and, and I think that these are just two really good additions to the coaching staff and the scouting team. So yep. 
I think it'll be good for the Nets, and they're in the right direction. So Hell yeah. that is it for free throws. That is it for this episode of the Talking Troops podcast, episode number 29. I want to thank you for listening. Definitely subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, our YouTube stream. Definitely subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Follow us at Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up with your playoff opinions. If you guys think we are completely wrong about our predictions for the series, if you want to call us out, whatever you feel like. But definitely hit us up on Twitter at Talking True Hoops and Instagram at Talking True Hoops. Nick, do you have anything else to leave with the people before the playoffs? Advance to the second round? Yeah. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. All right. <laughs> Join us next week for the Talking True Hoops podcast. See you. You've been listening to the Talkin' True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos, your best stop for non-stop NBA postseason talk and all things basketball. Be sure to subscribe and follow our social media at Talkin' True Hoops. Join us next week for more great hoops discussion.